So U.S. regulators have bailed out Silicon Valley Bank customers who can access their money coming up at the beginning of this week. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for joining me. It's the Adrian Slade Podcast. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen instructed the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation to guarantee Silicon Valley Bank customers that they'll have access to their money starting at the beginning of this week by guaranteeing all depositors, even the uninsured money customers kept with the failed SVB bank, the government can ensure public confidence in America's banking system, said Yellen. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell and FDC or FDIC Chairman Martin J. Gutenberg in a joint statement. American regulators are working through the weekend on an extraordinary plan to make Silicon Valley Bank customers whole after the financial institution's stunning and rapid collapse. Treasury, Federal Reserve, and Federal Deposit Insurance Corp. officials over the past two days have worked with the Biden administration to develop facilities that would guarantee all uninsured deposits held by SVP customers. And apparently now there's another bank that failed over this weekend. Are we going to see the digital dollar? Are we going to see them implement, you know, controllable currency? We know that they're already lying to us about the J6 videos that are being undoctored and put out to the public, whether it be through Tucker Carlson's TV show or through, uh, through, a crowdsourcing effort by Kevin McCarthy, releasing it to the public. We know that the rhinos on the right and the communist establishment of the left despises patriots and wants to put down any patriotic movement. And Humanity, from my already canceled podcast, is going to join me because we're going to discuss the future and upcoming primaries or possible primaries of what's to come for the MAGA movement and the conservative landscape as a whole. Thanks for tuning in. It's the Adrian Slade Podcast. The presidential motorcade was just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slade Show. Well, back with me again is Humanity, my uh, co-host for the the uh, on hiatus already canceled podcast. What's already happening? Already canceled. <laughs> You're hey, right. how you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? You know what? Uh, I try to get. They try to cancel me. They can't do it because we're already canceled. We've been canceled for how two years? Right. <laughs> we started as canceled. Right. So uh, we're already canceled before we even got out the gate. So let's talk about something that I keep hearing about, and I keep hearing about this. You know, from every angle, everybody's talked about it. Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump. And it's nauseating to me because, first off, I, Ron DeSantis still has not said he's running. Right. And so everybody just assumes that he is because he's polling really well. He's on his book tour and uh, he's governing really well. Well, that doesn't stop Laura Loomer, who I used to like back in the day, going off the total deep end and using the liberal non-logic. What is up with that shit? I, I don't know. She's insane. I, she's just lost her mind. As if she didn't lose she her had. mind when she glued herself to the headquarter front door of Twitter, but, you know. <laughs> All right, what you got? Tell me. Let's talk. Well, it's interesting because, I, you know, I sat there for a while over the weekend, and I listened to a couple uh, outlets, of course, Breitbart. Uh, and it was interesting because the whole question was Trump versus DeSantis, and not a single one said anything about COVID. Nothing about Operation Warp Speed, nothing about the vaccine injuries. It was like none of that existed. 
And we were back in 2016 where these people were going, well, you know, Trump's a fighter and uh, Ron DeSantis is a globalist and, you know, he's a rhino. He's got Jeb Bush money, which is all BS. I mean, it was Ted Cruz, Goldman Sachs all over again. Right. Remember the toothless guy that was standing up there? Goldman Sachs. Ted's trying to rationally talk to this guy. And that actually, from what I hear, was one of the last few uh, moments before he decided, you know, I'm done. I'm bowing out because he knew you can't penetrate that. I mean, it's it's that dug in. And I'm starting to see the beginnings of this all over again, only with Ron DeSantis. Well, here's the thing. You and I, we were there taking barbs for Trump. Right. You know, we were feeling and we were saying, let's talk about facts. And even we had our concerns and we were really happy with a lot of stuff we did. But at the same time, while he was in office, we were really upset with him. So it's the first thing he did. But he let Hillary Clinton off the hook. That was his biggest promise, and he broke it immediately. Right, right. right. And then, oh, my gosh, let's not talk about, um, uh, let me recuse myself, idiot boy. Oh, yeah. And then, golly. (laughs) And then um, he wouldn't get rid of the Jeff Sessions. Yeah, Jeff Sessions. Oh, my gosh. What a disaster. Um, For years. Right. You know, it's, it's like. Jeff Sessions is like herpes, you know? It just doesn't go away as it gives and keeps on giving. Right. Even when you think it's gone, it's still there in the background. And it comes back up later on. Um, <laughs> what happens at head of the FBI? We, like, give him the boot, and he wouldn't do it. Right. And then when he gets Comey out, he takes advice from Chris Christie and puts in Christopher Ray. What a great yes. replacement that guy's been. Oh, yeah. Yay. And then um, Antifa's uh, just an idea that's burning up Atlanta. Yes. He did some good things, and we don't take that away from him because we appreciate that. But at the same time, he stopped, and then he got – he just became like – as though he was afraid he would lose um, – it's like he wanted to become a politician. I don't know how else to say it. I, I don't either because he's pushing for Roma McD- uh, McDaniel. He was pushing for uh, – you know, A rhino. A rhino. Right. You got Lindsey Graham. Up. You know, backing him in his events. He kept supporting his time, his his, uh, rhinos. Yes, he supported the swamp. Look at his um, picks for SCOTUS. Come on. Right. And I mean, now, granted, we were all kind of bamboozled by the Amy Coney Barrett thing because we were told by people like trusted sources like Mike Lee and all them that this person worked with Scalia. She was Scalia part two. And we were all like, all right. Unfortunately, she has been pretty lame. Yeah, no, she's she's been um, extremely lame. I mean, really, I it's, think the only the only court justice that was worth a crap and actually was surprising to me was Neil Gorsuch because he's taken such a libertarian approach, but he's also done a few good, uh, you know, decisions. I mean, I was really kind of surprised by him because I was expecting another lukewarm uh, John, you know, John Roberts light. Yeah. And I was surprised by some. Of, well, we've talked about some of his things. We said we're happy he's, you know, with the with the way he um, made his decisions. They, they were reasonable. They were rational. They followed the Constitution. Right. Now, if we, I want to go back to COVID, and I want to go back to Laura Loomer because this is this is something that I want to make sure everyone listening understands. We're not attacking Trump, and if he runs, if Trump gets the nominee. Uh, he gets the nomination. He's, he's got our vote. Right, exactly. The thing the thing is, we're also not going to sugarcoat what needs to be said and done, right? There are things we can talk about. 
And this is what Lauren Loomer, this is when I keep smacking her back in Twitter. She'll, she'll say something stupid like, oh, my God, um, DeSantis uh, wanted to force people to take the vax. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. You're attacking DeSantis for at one time thinking about supporting the vaccine. And yet Trump not only took credit for it, he still supports it and wants people to take right. it. Up he authorized now. it. And then at his rallies, he's got the, the head of Johnson and Johnson up there. And see, that's the thing that kills me with that whole situation, because, you know, Ron DeSantis did not push for a mandate. And he, no. he also uh, he is the only governor that is leading the charge to take on the vaccines yes. with a Surgeon General Ladapa. Right. The only Find one. Out. He's using his, the power of the state. General. I mean, his, his surgeon general. Right, Ladapo. Um, yes, he's amazing. He's amazing. Right. And, and that's the thing is he is taking what he can do, federalism, state power. He is, he's encompassing the state power to use it as the only way that we can actually bring some sort of investigation because it's not going to come from the federal end. No. No, that federal level, every day that goes by, I realize it's bigger and deeper and more oh, entrenched it's, it's than disgusting. any of us have I mean, ever imagined. And, and well, real quick, and then you've got Laura, Laura Loomer showing up with eight trolls up there to books a million to try to crash the uh, they, crash yeah, his book signing. Claiming, claiming that um, DeSantis um, banned all Trump supporters. Yeah, it was a mall like, cop. <laughs> It was a mall cop who was sent out there to say, hey, look, you guys have been causing a little bit of a ruckus earlier. You got to go. And then they said, oh, well, he called the police later. The mall cop did. But they acted like, you know, DeSantis called the state police to come and rain holy hell down on them. It's crazy. And, and that's what we dealt with during the Trump primaries. It was just it was the same thing. You know, it's like they, they would go off on Ted Cruz uh, sending out those uh, election mailers in, in Iowa and then come to find out they're saying, see, he's bullying people, saying he's going to have them arrested if they don't register to vote. Remember that? It was garbage. And actually, it was the Rubio campaign that was behind that, vilifying Ted Cruz. But, te another thing but Trump would take it and run with it. Right. And another thing they're doing, just like Cruz, what they're doing with, with um, DeSantis, is, is let's say that someone talks to DeSantis. Oh, my God. He's best friends with the, with the devil. Right. So-and-so talked to, to DeSantis. They're in bed together. Right. Oh, come on. Paul Ryan called him up and wanted to, you know, talk to him. Oh, my gosh, he's a globalist cuck. He's a rhino. And I'm like, are we doing this again? Are we really seriously going down this road again? Because here's my fear with that situation, if we are. Um, I think Ron DeSantis, unless, unless Trump just will not stop baiting him in, I think Ron DeSantis would do well to just continue governing. If I was Ron DeSantis, now other people want him to run, and if he ran, I would definitely support him. But I, would, I would support DeSantis over Trump. Right, but as it stands right now, I, I think you know he's got the rest of his, his uh, term to serve out. Now, he can't serve out past 2026, and people have made a good point. You can't have him be vice president because you can't have Trump and Ron DeSantis from the same state in Florida. So, you know, constitutionally that can't happen, but I think it would be a bad move anyways, because the old school way of thinking is let's just have him run vice president and then he can end up taking over later. Right. Well, 
to me, they've beclowned the vice presidency with Mike Pence, with Kamala Harris, with uh, Joe Biden under Obama. I mean, it used to be a stepping stone, and now it's kind of like, it's just, it, why even do it, you know? Some people made a good, uh, a good point. They said, well, you know, what you could do is you could have him be uh, Trump's secretary of state, right? And that actually sounds like a good idea where if he was to finish up uh, in 2026 under Florida governor and then become secretary of state for a couple of years until it's time for, for him years. to run. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. I, I, I'd support that. But my problem is I don't want Ron DeSantis getting turned into little Ron by Trump and totally destroying his political capital because, you know, one of the problems that we had with that was that um, Ted Cruz didn't really bounce back all that well. I mean, he even had a heck of a challenge against Beto for his Senate reelection. He did. I'm going I'm I'm to take a slightly different take on that. Here's the thing. I, other than Right. He does. He just gives it back. He does. And he stands his ground. He's no nonsense. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see because I still am amazed to hear the Trump loyalist not even mention COVID, not mention Fauci and Burks. Right. The fact that Trump gave his last year of office over to Fer, uh, Fauci and Burks. He gave it to them. They ran everything. <laughs> right. Every decision was made. By, the ground. Right. So it's like, I. I don't know what to make of that. Well, I, I just want to say this. If, if, if any Trump. OK, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to I don't know how to say it. If you are all in for Trump, that's great because neither of us are against Trump. What we're saying is this. Infighting the way it is where you're trying to vilify DeSantis, who is a good guy, does no one but the left a benefit. Right. And if you want to defeat the GOP establishment and the left, you have to build the bench. So you need the DeSantis uh, follow up. You need a Carrie Lake, which we'll go into here in just a second. You need the J.D. Vances and, you know, you need the Matt Gates. That's exactly right. So build the bench. Don't just destroy the bench just because you think he might be a threat to your king. You know. So. Right. It's just it's just like. As a scientist, anytime I say, okay, this is my hypothesis, now let me disprove it. Right. Don't, you know, I don't try to protect it and, and uh, only pick things that, that will not disprove it because then I'm supporting something I can't defend. 100%. So now, and by the way, Carrie Lake, I was like, go ahead. Yeah, go actually, ahead. I was good. that's where I was going to go because you and I were talking about Carrie off- Lake is an awesome ass-kicking woman, a strong, proud, true woman. Right. She is a lady. She is amazing, and she would make an amazing president of the United States. And see, that's where I would have to go, okay, I can see a vice president, not because she's female, because that's one thing that everybody keeps doing. Let's get Nikki Haley to be vice president. Or Nikki Haley is nothing more than Mitch McConnell in drag. Right. She, I mean, she's still screaming and hollering for Ukraine, you know, and it's like to me, again, Ukraine is a proxy war. We found out and you can go back to a couple man, four years ago or so, maybe, maybe later than that. Yeah. When I did the podcast I did on Syria about the pipelines, little did I know those pipelines 
and the energy resources and things were actually World Economic Forum uh, ideas. And the World Economic Forum was the one pushing to oust Bashar al-Assad. And so the same thing is happening right now with, uh, you know, with uh, uh, Ukraine. They're using that as a way to, uh, to bait Russia into war. only same person over in Europe saying, hey, let's bring this to a, a peaceful resolution. Yeah, Victor Orban from Hungary. He's, he's always been amazing. Right. And yet the entire uh, block of European bloc is going after him and vilifying him because they want this war to keep going. Well, and that's the other thing. The people were talking about the BRICS, which is Brazil, Russia, uh, India, China, um, you know, they kept ta- uh, Saudi Arabia, I think, is involved. They kept talking about this uh, this economic block, which I've known about f- since 2008. I mean, that's something that they've talked about as, you know, it's almost like an EU or a, what they were trying to do with uh, the, uh, you know, whatever the transnational uh, with Japan and China and whatever back in the day that that yeah, we knocked down. Right. Well think about it. Every time I kept thinking about it, I was going, well, how are they getting Brazil involved? Well, yeah, now that you basically stole the election from Bolsonaro and, and, and planted a ex-con communist, now you can do bur- uh, bricks. <laughs> right. So if you're a populist who cares about your sovereignty, like Viktor Orban in Hungary, or Bolsonaro did, or Donald Trump, or right, Donald Trump, they all have to be ousted. Yep. Because you know why? You can't get a new government, right? If you don't, it's there's something you said to me many years ago, and it comes more and more true every day. It's more and more visible, which is the reason we don't understand why they're acting the way they are is because, as far as they're concerned, there's already a new world government, and that's the way they're acting. Is why are you not following this new world government? And the rest of us are all confused. As like. What in the hell is going on? Right. We're sitting here going, uh, this doesn't fit the Constitution. Well, they're not governing on the Constitution because to them, that's done. We're on a new nation. We're on a new government. You just haven't been told. (laughs) You just or you just don't know or don't realize. Haven't figured it out. Right. Right. Well, we're going to have transgender nuclear uh, waste uh, uh, secretaries and health and human service directors and. And, uh, you know, bondage S&M FCC uh, chair, but she resigned, thank goodness. Um, Oh, these people. It's just depravity at the top level, which is why a DeSantis fortification makes sense. But now going back to what we were talking about with Carrie Lake and the vice presidency, the difference between Ron DeSantis being vice president and that being kind of a, a step down, almost like a clown situation, but then not the same for Carrie Lake is because Carrie Lake just hasn't got the visibility, even though she ran, she never got the chance to govern like DeSantis did. So I think bringing her into the fold, that would be an interesting thing to do because then she would have the visibility and the elevated, uh, uh, you know, name ID and persona to where she could set herself up for a presidential run down the road. If she decides to do it now, I don't know because she was vehemently against running for any higher office before the whole uh, Katie Hobbs theft, but who knows? Uh, she is the type of person we need in office. I agree. 
She's got uh, she's, she, a type of she's got resolve. She's measured, but yet she's strong. Uh, she's articulate. It's almost like a female Reagan. You know? You see, um, and I can't remember which committee it was, where the, they simply said, we want to pass a resolution that there is an opportunity to say the Pledge of Allegiance at the start of their committee meetings. And the Democrats had a conniption fit. They went ape shit over that. Wow. They did not want the opportunity the Pledge of Allegiance to be presented. That's unbelievable. But yeah, they'll have nice. they'll have the transgender flag, you know, right there in the in the uh, in the council uh, chambers or, you know, or in the state legislature right. chambers. It doesn't matter. You know, they're going to paint it on the street on, and you can't drive on it because it's a hate crime. Did you see the news where they painted some uh, trans flag? I think it was in Florida. <laughs> I can't remember where. That's the one I was talking street. about. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so. Here's what they're doing. There's a truck that went over because you got a bunch of paint. It's a long ass flag, which means it's nice and smooth. And then you got so the truck went to one side of it, floored it, and then you know did a spin out across it. And then you have these kids on bikes that are trying to make um you know skid uh, skid. How far can you skid? Right, make that skid marks. Right. When I was a kid, we used to see who can make the longest skid mark on the big white stripe in front of the stop, you know, at the stop sign. Right. Because it was smooth paint. And these stupid people think that they're so important that the only reason this is happening is because, oh, of hate. No, it's because you put a big flag of a big area of smooth surface and people are going to screw around with it. And here's the thing. They got pissed off because people are driving on a roadway where they painted a gay flag. Right. But they're, and that's bad. That's hate. But it's it's brave to destroy, burn, and step on an American flag. Right. <laughs> that's okay. That's bravery and speaking up and First Amendment. Right. But you can if, burn you, it. if you drive on a flag painted on the road, that's hate and bigotry. Well, it's because they want to burn that all down. And they want to replace it. And so now we have a bunch of soy boys with uh, black umbrellas uh, dressed with black hoodies and masks. And they think that they're going to uh, reestablish a a utopian government that is better than what the brilliant founding fathers came up with. Can you imagine the hubris in that? I can tell you something that you see understand. And you and I know, you you know a lot about. We know a lot about each other. Right. And I think we can agree, and our listeners can agree. The only thing protecting Antifa and these leftist thugs, wannabe uh, macho scumbags, is the law. And if it wasn't for the law and the police, and it was a free-for-all, they're done. Right. And who knows? Does the law even exist anymore? I mean, it doesn't apply to us. Or it doesn't apply to them; it applies to us. The, you know, J six right. Tucker Carlson's just pulling the pants off of that whole thing, and we've talked well, yeah. about it for two years and talked about. Well, I was there, you know, I was there. <laughs> right, I told you about it. Right, I got a lot of video. I was like, look at this. The police were saying, "Come on, let's walk around. Let's walk around." Right. And now, 
and now have, have you seen the left going crazy saying Tucker was doctoring all the footage, and now it's apparently all being released to the public? So they got Maca- nothing left to say. Right, McCarthy said he's going to issue it to the public, which is going to be great because now those sleuths that we saw on Twitter are going to take that thing and just run with it. It's it's going to be really incredible at the end of the day when we see the results of people who have uh, taken the time to pick it all apart um, and crowdsource, you know, their entire uh, in, uh, analysis of it. Crowdsourcing is where we're going to get the pieces of gold, the right. nuggets of gold that people are going to find. Right. Well, um, so, okay. I, I want to go back to this. Did you, okay. Um, so when he showed that first video about, was it, you know, the, the guy with the horns, you know? Yeah, the, the, shaman? Q, the QAnon shaman, QAnon who never shaman. said anything about QAnon. That was thrown in there as no, a nice he's little... No, he was actually on the left, because he was he was at a bunch of Antifa stuff before. Right, he was at BLM <laughs> marches, he was a climate change yes. activist. I mean, he's, he wanted yes. vegan food in jail, I mean... <laughs> yeah, and, and that's okay. Um, okay, so... The, after he did that, the next morning you had Schumer and McConnell and um, Tom Tillis and uh, all these other senators saying Fox News must censor um, Tucker and not let him come on again tonight, right? Right. The second night. Right. And they did. He didn't come on again. <laughs> right. That was it. Right. He stopped. Right. And you and I have been talking about Fox being, um, you know, uh, on the take for, what, at least six years, seven years. Yeah, once Rupert Murdoch's sons jumped into the mix, it went all downhill. You know, because he wanted to step back a bit, and his sons jumped up, and they're on the left. And so they basically have taken it. That's why they called Virginia for Joe Biden with 0% reporting in. You know, that's why they uh, said you can't say anything about George Soros to Newt Gingrich. Or you can't say anything about election irregularities. Yeah. Or vaccines, uh, vaccine injury. You're not allowed to talk about that either. No, in fact, the vaccine injury thing, all of these people who were talking about how great the vaccines were are now, and science, we must believe the science. Okay, then the science is settled. There's not just saying a science is settled. Then... Now they're like, okay, none of these studies count. It doesn't matter if they're peer reviewed. It doesn't matter if they're, you know, they have accurate data. We we don't like the people or what the studies show. Right. So the studies don't count. Just they just magically don't count. Right. I've come to the conclusion you can't talk to the left anymore. They don't want to talk. All they want to do is yell and scream and vilify and insult and if if they even have to have the slightest conversation uh, it's just they become temper tantrum little children and that's it you right. literally can't have a conversation anymore right and i don't even try anymore and, and you know what if the science was settled pluto would still be a planet right you know if the, <laughs> yeah i mean if the science was settled we would have learned that there's other distant galaxies uh going for millions of years that look very similar to ours which makes the scientists go, uh, wait a minute, then that means everything we've learned about the beginning of the universe is wrong. (laughs) And they've learned that through the Hubble telescope. So I don't know what to say about that. The science can be changed when new science shows up to debunk the old science. It's the way it works. That's right. When data comes. Right. 
we're always learning something new. Exactly. So for we them to think that atoms were the smallest thing that the that we had. Right. At one point it was settled that the earth was flat. Right. <laughs> you know, there's been a lot of settled science that suddenly seems to change. Well, I appreciate you uh, joining us. Um, where can we find you online, Hugh? You can find me at uh, on Twitter at um, Real Humanity, H-U-G-H-M-A-N-N-I-T-Y, Real Humanity. And I'll tell you what, I, um, I'm taking a little break and enjoying time with my granddaughter, spending more time with my boss, uh, I mean my wife. Nice. And um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's nice. And uh, I'll be jumping back in the fray. I heard that there's a rumor that we're going to start up the um, already canceled podcast again. That might be in the works very soon. Yeah. And especially once I get on the other side of my busy season, which I'm in the middle of now. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And um, I I think we got a lot going on. Um, You know, you and I had a lot on our plate. And uh, one of the things about who we are is and being conservatives, true conservatives that, you know, we, we appreciate reality. We respect our family over, you know, trying to argue with some stranger on the internet. It's right. probably a bot. Right. Um, we, you know, uh, uh, we love God and we're not ashamed of that. And, and if you want to worship a tree, that's okay. You can worship your tree. We don't care. And by the way, if you are a man and want to uh, pretend identify as a piece of fried chicken that's okay that's on you, you. can do that just don't make but me sit there and bow down to your fried chicken flag right. don't tell us we have to participate in your in your fantasy that's exactly. what the left doesn't get exactly you can you do you just don't force us to have to do you yeah tolerance is turned into uh celebration and adherence yes brother it's always a pleasure. Thank you for calling. Yeah, anytime. Thank take, you for having me. Take care, brother. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. You can check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart. Uh, you can also donate to be a part of the uh, the support of this show, anchor.fm slash Adrian Slade slash support. And uh, we thank you. We'll see you guys next time.